I should grow my hair out. Everybody's got hair. Yeah, you just cut you yours. You put a wig on. She right? Goes. You just cut yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Why'd you cut? Like, you know what I've been gotten sucked into? I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it comes up on my feet sometimes because, like, maybe I see hair stuff. But there's the one with the guys that go to, like, the toupee thing. And they oh. get the toupee taken off, and then it gets, like, washed and cleaned. And then the new one goes on, and, like, it gets trimmed and styled. And you cannot tell. Mm-mm. It's a freaking toupee. No, it looks guys, so guys good. For sure. huh. <laughs> well, you can't say that because girls wear extensions. So. And many other things. <laughs> many, many other things. All right. Welcome back to Thing Called Life. I'm Damaris. I'm Bianca. And I'm Kareem. And we have a special guest today. I'll let you introduce yourself. Another girl. Another woman on the podcast. Hello. Oh, my God. That's right. Hi, Come. everyone. I'm Chef Becca Woods. Oh, I like that. Chef. She's yeah. a chef. So um, <laughs> the reason why we're recording this episode, because it is National Personal Chef Day. That's right. So uh, we wanted to have a personal chef on and just kind of talk about maybe some of her experiences and you know what it's like to be a personal chef. Uh, and she was available. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I wasn't available. No, she wasn't. For the she right price. To, she actually Possibly. had to take Literally off. Literally for the right price. Yeah, for she, sure. she made for some sure. time thank for us. You. And thank, thank you for you. being on. Thing. Sounds like there's some drama. There's definitely not. Called. Oh, my God. It begins. Life. You see, like, everyone plays a part, right? Yeah. So, of course. Thing, thing called, called Life. life. Can, before you go into that, I guess, can you tell us about your training and like what? Okay. Um, oh, formal what, training, you mean? Yeah. Like what made Background. you want to actually go into being a personal chef? Okay. So, well, first of all, I wasn't always a chef. I was a psychology major. Oh, and nice. then I decided that I couldn't listen to people all day long. <laughs> so what else? Thank you for doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, food. So just started, I've always loved food, always cooked, all this. And then I joined the circus. So at 25 years old, I started cooking for circus. Wait, did you just say the circus? Cirque du Soleil. That was my first cooking gig. Oh, I love Cirque du Soleil. And I was actually just a front of house person that changed buffet trays all day long. Mm. And then I worked my way into the kitchen. So I kind of did everything backwards, uh, got all the experience. And then I got my culinary degree at 31 so but that kind of helped actually so um, were you cooking for like the performers or mm-hmm. for the guests the crew oh, and wow. the performers so we traveled with them everywhere and fed them and they're giant babies <laughs> um but like the animals or like no no animals <laughs> <laughs> just humans I'm like, I'm like what giant babies they're are we talking pre madonnas uh but yeah. best times ever so that's when i got into cooking and then I went to Copenhagen as a as an au pair, and I turned Ooh. that into a personal chef gig. Nice, because my host parents were very um, like, Particular oh or? no, they were very like supportive. Like, start a blog, record yourself, uh, go oh, to wow. this, go to bookstores, and listen to speakers. Like, immerse yourself in culture. And so they did anything I wanted and I or wanted to do in the kitchen. And that's kind of where I started. Okay, like I'm still going to work in restaurants and all of those things. But I definitely found my niche, like helping out a family or cooking for private clients. Nice. That's cool. How long have you been doing that? 
Ooh, well, 11, 13 years now. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Why is there a weird two-year gap there? Did <laughs> yeah. you take time off? or? Uh, I was bartending while I was in culinary school, oddly enough. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, so, and here and so there. So the time was kind of spread, then, yeah, back and forth. And then I've worked in restaurants, and then I did meal prepping and private events. So I, oh. you know. So we're going to go with 13 because, you know, more years. There you go. Better. 13 years. There more you go. Better. <laughs> there we go. So you, you say you have done like the restaurant cooking and yes. you've done obviously large event cooking, if you will, mm-hmm. but you, your preference is the private chef, more yes. of like the smaller, intimate, um, just I, one-on-one kind of thing. I do what I want. Uh, I'm going to tell you what you want to eat. Basically, you're going to love it. You'll give me some parameters. I th- I, maybe it's the ego. Maybe it's just a little more satisfying. Also, mm-hmm. the pay tends to be better, okay. and I'm not dealing with, like, you know, the jerks that go into restaurants, you know, and I'm particular as well when it comes to food that I'm paying a lot of money for, I say, at a restaurant, but it, you're not dealing with all of that melee. I would think the hours would also be a lot better. Much better, mm-hmm. uh, and as I don't care to say that I'm getting older, I am, uh, mm-hmm. so... 18-hour shifts, right? yes. Every second, right we're now, getting older. All of us. 18-hour uh, shifts or 12-hour shifts for something that isn't my own uh, mm-hmm. doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah. So I guess, what is it? You said ego, but I think it's just, one, being able to have creative control because I, th- I have some friends. Actually, um, we, ha- <laughs> we had one chef that was supposed to come on last year, but then he was in a transitional period, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he's now slammed to busy, and he just has no time. And when I, I, the, the guy that I saw in between jobs versus the guy I see now, two totally different people. <laughs> so, so I, I get the the mystique and like the um, the draw of it, but like, what else, like, really attracts you to that area of, of work? I mean, the private privatization, um, just I, I guess it's. Okay, so it's not ego. Maybe it's the artistic quality. And I feel like I finally landed that client where I don't have to have five or six different clients. Um, So I'm with this client, I'm going to build something with them and their family and they want a new healthy everything. And they are by no means overweight or any of those kinds of things. But they just, you know oh, we've been eating processed food without even knowing it. Even if it's organic, it comes from the grocery Mm -hmm. store. I think I blew their mind in the interview when I was like, oh, well, I can make almond butter. And they're like, what? (laughs) How do you make almond butter? With almonds. I'll make your own almond butter from to put in your oatmeal every morning. And it was like, you know, and then my, I knew that's when I was hired. (laughs) Honestly, and it's like something so basic as almonds, like pureed almonds thank god for almond butter uh, <laughs> and i'm working on i don't know if it's a certificate or whatever but the nutrition side of everything oh, a certification for yeah what? and mm-hmm. i i taught healthy cuisine in a culinary school as well and that really piqued my interest like taught taught or were you like a assistant teacher no i was a chef instructor nice mm-hmm. Congrats. so how yeah. many um i guess how many families do you cook for now currently two two mm-hmm. okay and I guess, do you have like a certain style of cooking that you prefer or that, because you said you have one family that's more about like eating healthy and more 
non-processed mm-hmm. foods, if you will, but... Yeah, whatever um, parameters you but, said, right? Yeah, but then I, I hear about chefs that are, like, <clears throat> trained in, like, French-style cuisine or, yeah. you know... That's usually the classic, right? I, International, I whatever it well. is. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say very well-versed, and then my time living in Scandinavia, that kind of really played into my style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Where in Scandinavia? Denmark, Iceland, Sweden, so the... Hmm. Like, oh, yeah. So was this family like a traveling family? They were. Oh, and I okay. also found... So you traveled with them? I traveled with them. That is so awesome. summer house in Stockholm. Oh, course. my God. Wow. Right. And, you know, and they're whatever, wherever they went. I and see, I see I you know. getting some ideas. You're like, I know. Hey, I get rich. I know who I'm hiring. <laughs> <laughs> look at her. I'm like, that sounds so amazing. <laughs> it, it was. I'm just going to take my chef with me on vacation. Like, I mean, okay. I, I kind of pitched that to them too. I said, you know, I have my passport. And they looked at me like, you're willing to travel? And I was like, I prefer to. So yeah. let's That's go. Brilliant. Even if I'm working, <laughs> yeah. I'm traveling. And so I kind of feel like I, I found that thing because traveling is my one true love. So food, traveling, mm-hmm. cooking, they all kind of tie into together. I That's think the awesome. other thing that is... Uh, I guess kind of symbiotic about this whole thing is building relationships as well. Is that something that you've, I guess, kind of cultivated from your time in psychology or is this just something that you naturally gravitate towards in this industry? Um, Probably the gravity, the ladder, whatever you just said, ladder. Um. (laughs) Driven by the industry. Right. (laughs) That part. Uh, It's just, I love food and I love Cooking is not really a love language, but it should be, you I know, like I it think is. it is, or, you know, active service, whatever that it's, is, yeah, it's you know, the, you know, but I, I feel like that's the, what, <laughs> what do you have that face well, for? I, I, Ultimate. I never, I never saw that coming out of you two. Sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like it's just the ultimate it's my ultimate pleasure to be able to cook for somebody. Um, it's the way you express yourself, I guess. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yep. And then, yeah, you do gain family in that way because you wouldn't, you know, even my selling what I perceived as just basic tacos mm-hmm. that brought a lot of people together. I mean, that's kind of how I know you is by selling tacos. I mean, I like tacos. We want at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> at a bar, and here I am now. Oh, really? Doing okay, this I didn't know. I didn't know the tacos. So, what's the taco story? I don't know the taco <laughs> yeah. story. I you s- want to tell the disrespectful one or the regular one? Oh, jeez. Oh, you know, I had started a pop up originally uh, with my best friend where he he DJed house music and then I did uh, tacos and then we moved to lo- uh, ideas, ladies. Moved locations. <laughs> hey, we can we can bring it back. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just this one here, man. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh, move locations and then just you know I just sold tacos. It's it was something I learned as a as a child like. Hustle when you got bills to pay. Yeah. What what what, oh, do you, yeah. what can you do? So, sell some tacos. Right, right. So it just kind of evolved from that. So I suppose there's a little bit of my culture, my childhood. Like, you know, first like I was a hustler as a kid. Like, oh, let me sell bubble gum or at you know recess. So let me mm. sell tacos. And so it's a way to support myself, but it's also like my passion. My yeah. right. and I love food. I love to eat. I love everything about it. I love the dining experience. And then on the flip side, I like to be able to create that for someone as well. So with traveling, 
did you come to any surprises with how we're taught here in America about cuisines compared to when you actually travel and learn about the cuisines? Um, Cause I know everybody's different. Like there's a lot of things that we do differently, not just by, you know, the culture, but also by like, like how pizza's we not an Italian invention. Mm. It's an American thing. Yeah. So a lot of things are Americanized. So there, is there anything like that you were just kind of like, what? Like at the end of the day, I guess it's, um, it's like chemistry. Mm hmm. Mm. And so there are different methods, say, per like when I was in Iceland, there's a proper way, French style, to do, make a stock or a soup. But I figured out, like, if you were, you know, you change up some of those steps, not all the time, um, you can kind of get the same result. result. Mm -hmm. uh, Is it faster, I assume? Not even faster, just different. Mm. Uh, but definitely... So you're up for experimentation then, For huh? sure. And then yeah. Asian cuisine, that is just so different than French cuisine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, teaching at a French culinary school and then teaching international, that was that was so much fun because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, enough of the butter and the eggs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much foie gras I can have. Uh, right. Or like liver, you know? <laughs> um, I'm done with that. So Have you made a duck? I know that's like I a huge thing. I actually won a duck contest. Did you really? I oh. did. Let's talk about that. I okay. That. Yeah, I was in culinary school and Maple Leaf Farms did a contest and I... That sounds, that sounds like a fictitious... I contest. won. <laughs> and it, it, it's Maple a real... In Indiana. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, put together three recipes mm -hmm. and you had to do the method and take a picture and... Kind of like Iron Chef-ish yes, kind of thing? but it was all through an online submission, so it was no live cooking. Oh, wow, okay. But if they could recreate your dish using your, your method and, and everything, yeah. mm -hmm. oh, okay. and plus I might be one of the most meticulous people you'll ever meet. So I won. Uh, I won the student part because there was a student and then an actual, like, restaurant chef, and the prize money was different. But Oh, wow. Oh, so you won prize money. $5,000. Wow. Hey, awesome. there we go. Congrats. Yeah. So, hey, I need a loan of like $5,000. I mean, that's long gone. And by the time taxes were taken out of that, yeah, so. it was half of it. But right? I mean, the experience itself was probably pretty gratifying, mm -hmm. right? Because like Bragging you were saying rights. before, yeah. huh? Well, Bragging yeah. rights, yeah. There's, there's that. But then also like you were, you kind of touched on maybe like the chemistry of cooking mm -hmm. kind of just before you even presented that because you were like, you know, there's another way to get to this, this recipe, mm -hmm. right? There's, horrible way to say it but there's more than one way to skin this cat yes right? mm -hmm. so i mean is that a, also a part of the thing that lights you up in your industry mm -hmm. is being able to like not go buy the recipe but still get the same result by doing it your own way for sure and yeah. then you know tweaking things especially like when you're published you know it's illegal for me to use that res recipe again but hey let me take out a gram of cheese or a half teaspoon of salt and it's a completely different recipe so just being able to tweak things mm -hmm. or like kind of with my healthy kitsch i guess i made mashed potatoes for a client but mm -hmm. instead of butter and cream and all of that amazing stuff <laughs> i i used chicken stock and a little bit of salt and it was still really good mm. so just kind of that's like a basic way of saying like just finding different ways to infuse flavor Right. Or change flavor not so much for it to always be healthier but just to like oh i would never have thought to make apple pie by soaking the apples in chamomile tea 
and then I use less sugar because mm. it just. All right, we got two taste. tips here. I'm starting to there take you notes. Go. I'm giving away some of my best. Koreans, <laughs> light bulbs Bro, went like, off. Like <laughs> mashed potatoes with chicken stock. We so got I, that. I, I which actually away mentally for a second. So you know, you you I'm got back. me thinking. So so my boyfriend is lactose intolerant mm-hmm. now. We found out and. Like mashed potatoes is a thing because normally you put, you know, cream and butter and all sorts of yeah. stuff. But the cream, yeah, not so good. But with chicken yeah, stock, chicken stock may work. Now I'm like, now I'm intrigued to try that. And uh-huh. then apple slices and chamomile tea. That's yeah, it, it just, you're, uh, just kind of different. Your somewhere. bill will be in the mail. So. <laughs> right? So it, out of all the cuisines that you've touched on or learned over, you know, your time period of being a, a chef, is there any one dish or cuisine that challenged you the most? Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. Uh, challenge. I, I, I think it was the French technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, f- the French have their reputation for a reason. And it's there was... so good. <laughs> I love French you food. You know... Um, if the French it, would make their cars like they make their food, they'd be Only brilliant. if. <laughs> only, <laughs> only if... Uh, it, that was challenging because, you know, you could be like, oh, I mean, my potatoes still taste good. Oh, but it's not perfectly etched on seven sides. There's a thing called a tournée and we all hate mm-hmm. it. Oh, what? It, it's called a tournée and you like take your knife and you cut the carrot or the potato and it's the most wasteful, most ridiculous thing ever. So it's like, was it vegetable origami or something? <sighs> something like if I was sculpting out of food. Um, you know, root I thought vegetables. they tell you you're not supposed to play with your food. We did. Oh no, you play with your food. And for then sure. we got mad and angry and got like carpal tunnel and all this thing. No, not really. Oh, just, just it's just it was like, what's the point of this? Why, yeah. why? You know, why do I need to etch little cute designs in my mushroom cap? Like I just want to eat the mushroom. So that yeah. was probably a challenge. Um, being like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I see. I see the aesthetic of this. I am absolutely never going to use this mm-hmm. ever again. Right. So yeah. that well, was because it's somewhat wasteful too, right? If you think about right. it, it, and that's not kind of like your vibe, right? No, not mm-hmm. at all. We like to use everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. That kind of uh, I sense. would say I uh, I've heard a lot about that too. Like, um, I don't know about restaurants per se, but I know a lot of people. It's kind of like, you know, even when you're cooking at home, you cut off certain parts of a vegetable, you cut off certain things, and you don't think to use them in a different way. So you throw it in the trash, and it's like. That could have been used for something else. Mm-hmm. For stock, usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it could have literally been used for something else or whatever as or a garnish or something. Put, like, yeah, with eggs, and we and it's like a lot of waste on food, and so mm-hmm. or even like I noticed too. I guess it's a uh, green onions or chives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that's mm-hmm. the same thing because I see it labeled differently. It's not. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm like I see different things. Like I'm like, yeah, what is this? Well, so well, the green part, right? You you see it, and there's no bulb at the yeah. end. But then you have them with the bulb. So I'm like... That's chives without the bulb. Okay, so and I'm like, what the hell? The like, it's what? Green onions when it has the bulb. Yeah, and the I'm chives like, are thinner. Scallions are green onions. Yeah. spring onions. So when I see oh, it wait, sometimes wait, wait, wait. at the grocery yeah. store, Scallions I'm just confusing. Onions, it's yeah. like the same thing. I'm confused now. And y'all are live. Like, we're live. And we're... It's like grass almost. Right. Almost. It feels like grass. So it's the, thin. The, the little thin circular ones, mm-hmm. you sprinkle on like the top of like mashed potatoes. What's that? Usually it's chives. Usually if they're the if they're the little ones, if they're bigger, then that's green onions. Mm-hmm. That looks so. What are scallions? scallions? Green onions or green onions? Jesus they have a lot of. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Y'all can go back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah different names, I guess. But yeah. yeah, that's the thing too. It's I like I, you and I were the cooks on here. <laughs> I don't. 
I just know what it tastes like. I don't, I don't know your scientific name. Like I just well, want to throw it in the I food. think it depends on where you buy your produce from, but that's the thing too. It's like sometimes they give you the pro- <laughs> the produce and it's like half of it's already gone and you're kind of like, where's the rest of it? Like I'm paying for this anyways. Like I want all of it because it's like some people use every inch of something, but other people don't. They're like, oh, I only use this part. So I guess it's ideal for that, but... It is very wasteful. Now, speaking about that, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I've always been intrigued about this. And I guess, Damaris, you just kind of touched on it as well. But when you do cut off those like end bits and stuff, mm-hmm. like the non-aesthetic pieces that the French <laughs> don't like, do you like turn that into something else? Like maybe a Beyond, what is it called? Beyond Burger or, uh, or whatever? Something other than... I mean, what could well, you... Well, when I was in or Europe, have you, I have. Question. We did have okay. a compost, so we used all that. And then I, when I lived in Denmark, that was a little bit more Not friendly. Not here in America. It's a little harder, and then the rodents <laughs> and all the things, yeah. you know, it, it's just... There's no rodents there? I mean, you know, like from a compost. Oh. As opposed to... Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I've never been to Denmark, so I don't know. Well, will... it's just heaven. <laughs> okay. It's really nice. I will say, though, that I have noticed that um, food in Europe is seen very differently than food in the U.S. So for us, like, it is very normal to go to a fast food restaurant or to grab our food and go and eat on the road or to, like, just... Yeah, we we way. eat just to eat, right? No. Whereas when I was in Europe, eating is a social activity, and it's mm-hmm. almost like an ex- it's an experience. Not yeah. just if you go to a nice restaurant, but like dinner is almost an experience. Yeah. It's like and you it's, stop life to be in that moment. Three or right? four hours, <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of hours, yeah. and they eat late. Also, yes. which for me was, especially when I went with my kids, was like not ever going to happen. But yeah, they start dinner like eight nine o'clock at night. That, that, I kind of like that because, so for instance, uh, here in Houston, I'm, obviously you know, everybody kind of knows about this, but uh, we have what's called Houston Restaurant Weeks. It's a, mm-hmm. it's mo- most of August and half of September, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think it goes into like the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, you know, with that being said, which is funny because we're in this nas- national private chef uh, time, but they also do, I didn't know this, they do an offering now. Did you know that? No. I didn't either. Like, uh, if you follow their page, it will tell you that they're doing restaurant weeks at select places. It might be places they're trying to add to the the mix next year. Like a special thing, maybe for a week somewhere. Yeah, but it was, it was, uh, it was, so I was going to ask you about that. And if, if, if apparently you have not heard of it, so never mind. (laughs) Never mind. What's like your favorite meal to make? Not, yeah, because sometimes it's not the simple things. Sometimes they're extravagant. Sometimes they're simple. (laughs) I'm just curious. Thai green like, curry. Oh, Thai okay. green curry. Mm-hmm. Any specific protein or anything? Uh, so I kind of, with that one, the green curry, I like to do just a vegetable one. Oh. Um, you, you can always add. I, I would probably use It's more like, like the color of like my pants, though, right? It's not really green. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, it it's depends. like. Yeah. It depends. Um, if you want to, I would probably put like a white meat in there, like pork or chicken if I was going to. But it's it's that challenge of like, I'm going to make you love something you've never tried. With no meat. Without, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, and I, I'm by no means vegan or vegetarian. No, no, just, that means just the sauce kind of, has to stand on its own. Right. It's just, let me cook you something that you're like, holy crap, this is great. And it's like unexpected almost. 
And I always so joke. So are you uh, pulling this out of your purse, or what's happening? No, I wish. Next time. For people that do like to cook, or they've cooked all their life, but they've never thought, like, oh, let me turn this into an actual career. Yeah, because you said you started late, right? Yeah. Or later, later. Later, later. Let's just say they just do it, like, let's say, I see a lot of vendors. Uh-huh. We have lots of vendors. It's like, they've never been to school for that. They've never, they just started cooking one day. They had a, uh, you know... I guess a scratch for it, an itch for it. And they were kind of like, hey, let me go with this. And they ran and now they're doing great. They have these food trucks, whatever. They're out everywhere and there's lines Uh out the door like for these people, right? So if somebody was just, you know, they love to cook, what kind of like tips would you give them when it came to being intimidated to even start, I guess, a journey like that, even if it's late in life? Just do it. I mean, there's, I mean, I I think that's kind of, (laughs) I think that's why I kind of did what I did because I didn't want to spend like 10 years working as a line cook. I kind of just fast tracked everything and I put myself in situations that were a little bit, you know, hard or scary, difficult just to get where I needed to go. Yeah, because you said you did it backwards. You yeah. went and worked and then you went to school. Mm-hmm. So Most people want to try to do it like in school order. And but then, right. yeah. yeah. How was that How was that going backwards experience? Is it? I was with a bunch of youngins. Um, I, I was... You were like mama. So mama far there. ahead <laughs> in terms of skill. Yeah. Um, sometimes my chef would leave the class and be like, watch, watch the Watch students. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my God, you became a babysitter. Yeah, and I well, kind that, of was that, when I was a chef. And that prepped you for private chefing. There you go. Man, that's pretty good. See, <laughs> everything works for a circle. It just comes back around. And everything and happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of prepared me for that. Uh, I, I, I would say just do it. Um, however, if you're not trying to go to school, mm-hmm. take, a, take a couple classes. Take a, get the certification. And not because you need that piece of paper. But because there were, I was a very good cook by the time I went to culinary school. However, there were so many things that I learned and I haven't stopped learning that I'm always like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So, mm-hmm. or how to get faster or more um, efficient, efficient yep. and use less product. And I will say I've seen a lot of amazing home cooks that because they've <laughs> never worked in a restaurant They've never got, oh, well, my food's the best. Okay, it probably is for you, mm-hmm. but you could be so much better yeah. or you could do things so much more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that. So what about uh, tools? Like if people were interested, because I see people like all the time. Like becoming a private chef, what you need or what? No, 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 like just cooking in your own home. I know everybody's mm. into like the latest trends of knives, you know? So it's like, do you have a particular type of like brand that you like or just in general, you're kind of like, it's all on the person? Uh, it. It's the skill mm-hmm. and just get, get you a good honer and a diamond steel. So Don't or, know what those are, so uh, if you would like to explain to I the children here. Going to. <laughs> um, or whetstone. I just keep your knife sharp. You can use the cheapest kind of knife, mm-hmm. and as long as that thing is sharp, you're good. Um, I do... What, I forgot the name. What's a honer? A honer is... It's I, a sharpener. I don't know. It, it's oh, okay, like okay. You, And then your diamond steel is... Well, no, I mixed them up. Is the thing you use right afterwards, and that gets it even finer. Uh, the diamond one. Yes, I mixed up the. Okay, so you start with the, the sharpener, hone, sorry, the and sharp, then you sharpener. hone it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. I I'll remember the name of brand of knives. It's mm-hmm. it's Japanese, but again, I mean, I was using my student knives. Is it mm-hmm. Ginsu? No. 
No? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> what, what about Cutco? Do you like... I know this is kind of like a hat. What? It's just, just we're saying, talking about knives. I know, but that was like that's what it's called. Tojido. Tojido. See, it there came back. Okay. Yeah. Tojido. Yeah, because I, I know. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody talks about the newest, like, especially like on on you know social media. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like the newest like trends of like equipment that you can buy for your kitchen your tiktok algorithm yeah you know like everybody that's is what like, mine looks how like to, how to make it easier cut <laughs> use this and use that and it's like half the time people don't even use knives anymore and right. i'm just like what the heck's going on but you know it's like if there was something particular about a specific type of tool that's like or is it the actual user you know i think it's the user for sure okay you know i mean it helps have nicer stuff mm-hmm. but also you can get the job done um for me it's about the grip um, there's certain knives that have like the butt it like dig there's a little space between the blade and the handle and if that's too much i'll I'll get this massive callus mm-hmm. so for me oh just from friction from using it yeah yeah and it's just like it just stabs it just oh. kind of depends on i mean and there are specific knives for specific things yeah however at the end of the day like if i need to break down a whole salmon with a Chef knife, I will instead of using my fish. Mm, okay. Oh. Yeah. Is it called a fish knives are still called pairing knives, or is that just specifically? Oh, there's fish knives like fish slicers, fish um, boning knives. uh, Deboning. That's what it is. Boning knives. Boning? Yeah. They're called boning knives. Why are they called deboning? Because aren't you deboning? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you call it? Now you're questioning the English language. Well, that, well, no, that's probably these Frenchies, man. They're the ones who started this whole thing. Yeah, blame them. Yeah, we'll do that. We got lost in translation somewhere. I know there's certain like oui, for oui. me when I got my knives, I um, I think I went to William Sonoma or Solo Table. I'm not sure, but you can go and they actually let you try so the different weird. knives, mm-hmm. and they like you get to feel the grip and the weight and all that stuff, and and see like what feels comfortable for you. And I have like two knives that I use for everything. And yeah. I don't know what knives they are. I know like one's a bigger knife and one's a smaller knife. And then I, I got a ceramic knife one day and I was like, oh, holy crap, this yeah. is sharp as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and it was surprising. I think the kids used this to do something. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> but it's like one of those things like... But then with pans, I'm also particular. Like mm-hmm. personally... I'm a, like, I'm a cast iron fan. Fanatic. I hardly cook on anything else than cast iron. I have no idea what you're like talking about. Like a Lecrousset type pot? Oh, it doesn't or need to be like Crusette. It's like, a, or like the black cast iron ones. Black cast iron. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I can make eggs on it without burning. I, you know, They're sear. They're so heavy, though. <sighs> She's flipping them pancakes like nothing. Uh, I mean, I'll They're use both, both hands if I have to, but... There's there's different kinds of there's coated cast iron there's I think that's becoming a little bit more mainstream now because um, people are lazy and don't want to season their pans which don't is, buy ceramic pans for crying yeah, out yeah it's the worst that. thing ever so I heard it was either cast iron or stainless are the only mm-hmm. two like yeah. healthy for you uh-huh. like my stainless are all clad and don't cook right. in and aluminum I love all clad. that oxidizes things so. You know, don't what? Don't cook. Try not to cook in aluminum pans. I learned that the hard way. I turned melt blue. So what are the caraway plant uh, pans? You know caraway. the caraway that brand. They're, they're all over the Instagram, and I got. I have a pot, and I have a pan from them, and I can't. I don't know what it is now. I'm like curious. We'll find out whenever they make a commercial twelve years from now. No, we'll go to the kitchen. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, they, there's a well, whole big right, thing though. now on the nonstick stuff. Like with the, the pants with the nonstick coating toxic. are toxic. Yeah. 
Yep. And I found that out years ago. So this is an interesting story. My mom is obsessed with parrots and we found this place that does parrot adoption. And one of the questions that they ask you on the application is, do you have any nonstick cookware? And they don't tell you anything. And I was just like, so curious about that. Because I'm like, this is... The fumes will kill the bird. I'm like, we're rent- not renting. We're, a- we're trying to adopt a bird. Like, why are you worried about our pans? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. The fumes that come out of nonstick pans actually will kill the bird. Damn. And that's when I found out this whole thing about it being toxic oh, and totally bad. and I shouldn't and own a bird. No, no. No. If it goes a bird, imagine us. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like, oh my God, we're eating the food that we're cooking on us. And that's probably creeping into the food. Like, and then they wonder why everyone has cancer and we're all dying. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I do have, I guess, an adjacent question with the whole aluminum thing. Because when you do eat out from time to time, they will serve it to you on an aluminum like yes. rectangular mm-hmm. platter. As long as that's not heated, you're good, right? Or... Well, it's more like certain, certain... Um, Food items will oxidize faster. Uh, like garlic will turn blue. Yeah. And then I had, I was scalding some milk for mashed potatoes. It's like, and the garlic milk? was in there. <laughs> and it's like, scalded, not scolding. <laughs> <laughs> and then the milk turns blue. Such a dad joke. Um, right. Uh, I mean, and I think back in the day and still now people do cook on aluminum, but yeah. there's different metals are better for different things um mm-hmm. copper is also great it's i have a copper but they get so hot that's that's why we love them and it's a very yeah. uniform heat. i use it to make caramel okay so when i make caramel i always use it i have a malvel okay. i don't know if you've heard of a, well, yes i have it's okay. a french line and they have a really cool cover <laughs> And it costs her $800 I'm geeking out right now. for the one pan. I'm <laughs> geeking out. Hey, I'm going to let you have it because this, this is She saw it whole... was all shiny with a spotlight on. She's like, I want that one. <laughs> but, it, but they turn, they rust fast. It, like, it's mm, a lot of work to upkeep them. This smells expensive. Huh? Can I have it? <laughs> so, but wait, hold on. You, oh, got, you caught me a little bit with the aluminum. Okay. So I am a person that will buy those disposable aluminum trays. Mm-hmm. So is that bad too? Oh, it's not bad. It's just, this, you know. How is it disposable and aluminum? The ones like you cook like disposable aluminum ones that you, know, you like buy at the supermarket. The ones you bake. Oh, you mean the little thin foil, not like yeah, like right. are those Robust. bad? Because yeah, I hear aluminum, that's what I think of aluminum trays. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, about that. no, that's fine, and I think that's coated as well. It's just okay. you like, know, certain items you're not cooking in, like kind of like when you open a. Um, can of tomato paste or something you should always take it out of the can never just put it back in the refrigerator mm-hmm. um it just has something to do with the metal the oxidation oh because there's air to it now because before mm-hmm. it was and then sealed you can get the botulism yeah it's it's you a get the what? you can get botulism from that so it just has to do with how certain foods react with certain we metals diseases from the 1920s what the fuck? <laughs> botulism yeah or there's a lot of things that we that do wrong has green oh, tell me about it knobs on them I think we've been storing our food wrong for the longest time because they were trying to sell refrigerators. So for sure, we we store our food wrong. Yeah, that's why it goes bad or it harms us because of how we cook it and it was stored a mm-hmm. certain way. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. So okay, this whole storing food thing. This is one thing that I always wanted to ask a chef because it seems that. Bananas rot too damn fast. Strawberries, forget about. I mean, as soon as I grab them and put them on my cart, they turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. 
I was like, <laughs> I'm laughing. Felt that one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, try to go eat when it's already molded. I'm like, what are you? Like, I so just I will these. tell you guys, check the bottom. Like, no, I, I turn them over, over because like, sometimes they're bad gym. before I'll you even leave the supermarket. I'll dump the whole thing and just pick from each one to make sure I get good ones because I'm like, damn. Well, you in the store like sifting through? I gotta make sure all of them are good. H e b. No, the question is with those type items that I guess perish quickly. What are your tips and tricks for those out there who, Mm -hmm. you know, in the kitchen? I want to see if she's going to validate those TikTok ones I've seen. Oh my God, you got all excited. I thought I said something weird. (laughs) No, no, because there's stuff specifically for like bananas and strawberries. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, buy. No pressure if you. Buy smaller amounts. I like. For my clients, absolutely, I'm using fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. I started getting frozen because the moment I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat all these vegetables this week, they go bad. Okay. So I started getting, you know, I have at least eight packs of frozen vegetables at any given time. Mm. And that just works for me. The flash frozen thing, too, you're still allegedly getting all the nutrients and all of that. So I just kind of get it in that way with... <laughs> Get the greens in that way. <laughs> I'm a huge kale fan as well. So, you know, usually most of the time I'm just going to go straight for a salad mm. instead of like cooking vegetables, a side salad, the whole salad, everything. Just putting, gotcha. it, putting it into things. Um, but I don't know. So strawberries, the moment you wash them as well, like if you rinse them and then put them in your fridge, they're going to go bad faster. I just found that. I don't know if there's any scientific anything on that. I heard that if you... Wash the strawberries and then immerse them in a in water in a um, what sure do you call it? like a, a mason jar. Then they'll last. Yeah, pretty much but then forever. they taste like waterlogged strawberries. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I just like me, like mushrooms. I never wash my mushrooms. I usually wipe them off. It, it tastes. It changes the texture and the flavor. It gets a little slimy when you wash them. And I, yeah, and mushrooms do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kind of you know like hey, I'm eating fungus. Care, a little dirt's yeah. not gonna hurt me. I mean, I could totally get. I think the only day. thing I've done, which <laughs> I don't know if it's good or not, but like let's say I bought something and I can see that it's turning bad. Of course, like I'm gonna use what I can, um, whatever's left. But since I know part of it, like let's say you know I had cucumbers and a batch of those cucumbers went bad, the other ones are good. I'll use that, but whatever I don't use, I freeze it. And I'll put it in like, I'll blend it and make like a smoothie or something with it. Cause I'm like, I don't want it to go to waste, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that mm-hmm. changes anything about the actual vegetables or fruit that I'm freezing. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a vacuum packer. So then okay. for me that, that eliminates a lot of that stuff. It's the best investment I ever bought. So instead of water and all these weird tricks, just vacuum seal. It, it just really depends. Uh, I know like bananas, if you wrap the tip, like That's the what I've little heard of thing, they'll stay better longer if you're trying to ripen them. Or ripen like a mango, put it in a brown bag with the, with a banana because of the stuff. Mm-hmm. It, what? Whatever. Yeah, so the gas. Yeah. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tomatoes, okay. I keep room temp. Um, eggs, even, I keep room temp. My mom freaks out. Butter, <laughs> I keep free, room temp. There's a lot of A things. lot of people do butter room temp. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Won't it start like melting? They have like a, no, well, that's, what it's, that's why. Why? So you get like a butter dish i guess you would say mm-hmm. has a little cover on it like it's yeah. usually like weird and ceramic looking no, I, I, I thought it was decorative <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's she's like that's where my earrings i was were. like no no i meant like i thought like if i was having if i was <laughs> having <laughs> no you didn't no i meant like if i was having a nice dinner and i wanted to put butter on the table then i would put it in that oh, but okay. not to store like yeah, day just, to day because it doesn't go it's just it's fat yeah Interesting. Fat. I thought it would it start melting. It would. It softens. It'll get soft, but it won't like. And then that's melt because it's not hot enough. Learn something every day. That it's soft. Yeah, because I'm always trying to yeah. melt the butter because it's. So I put it. Yeah, I put it in the microwave. Oh my God, leave. Yeah. And then obviously you'll have to have a place that is like I can't do that in my house. I my house is basic. I basically live under a bridge. Oh. So like, if I were to do that, like the all the little crit- critters would like try to eat my butter. Donate to Kareem.com. Well, okay, like, what? okay Kareem's I, house is not infested. Well, okay. Not, <laughs> you don't live under a bridge. He does not live under a bridge. <laughs> He's not homeless. He lives in a house. Okay. This is something that's been in my craw for a minute, so I'm gonna just get it off my chest. I live in this I mean my 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 landlord's a slumlord, right? So I have no insulation in my walls. Oh. There's I can see daylight through my I actually took a picture, I'll show it to y'all later. I might even put it on. On the Instagram. But there's a picture of me sliding a piece of paper through the window into outside. And I took a picture so I could see through the glass and see pieces of paper. <laughs> so that's when I, when I say that, that's what I mean. Not that so I your really... house has a little bit of character. It's a little older. There's this thing called caulk that you can buy. I would highly recommend. <laughs> Duct tape? You oh, caulking your edges. Caulk <laughs> needs to do it himself. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You need some kids, Kareem, because the dad jokes are just on a hundred. <laughs> no, because then they're going to be tortured every day. Damn, Better so them than us? <laughs> so bad for them. How dare you? They're going to get worse with us. Anyway. Okay, so, Chef, I have a question. Yeah. This So, one of the most challenging things I've ever cooked, and it was extremely frustrating, and I had to try it over multiple periods. It's one of those things when you try making and it doesn't work and you're like, I can't even do this again today. I need to do this on another day because <laughs> it's so bad. Is a souffle. Okay. And come to find out, your house temperature has to yes. be at a certain temperature. You cannot open the oven and look right. at it. It has to be like, per- everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let me get... Souffle sounds so that's, French. It, yes. Those mother... Yes, you. and for those, it, 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 it usually comes like in a ramkin. For those that don't know, and it's a little ceramic dish, and then it rises, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to fall, mm-hmm. right? Until you, you know, it's it's being delicate. It's everything is delicate, so your temperature is delicate. The oven is delicate. By the way, you shouldn't open your oven ever when um, you're cooking, even like to check on the cookies because that that, that I do it for pizza. Yeah, um, that that's okay. <laughs> Be like you're all toasty in there. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Bubbling. It's like, it um, <laughs> so it's all of those things. It's the temperature. It's the temperature that you do things at. The timing of the intervals, the egg whites, the you know the cream, whatever it is you're putting in there. So it's all of those little delicate things, and that's when you have to be a little bit more precise. Because although it's cooking, it's baking, and baking can't really f around on that one. So with with that precision, yeah. do you think that your emotions affect your food? Definitely. Absolutely. Um, and, and if like you're frustrated already question. and you already are going into this like, oh, God, 
mm-hmm. and then there you go. And that's what I said. I very much like a that. mental thing. That's yeah. why I said well. when I was initially trying it, I and I realized this is not working. <laughs> I literally had to stop and like, okay, we need to do this another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know like you know, as typical families or just individuals, you know, alone, you are hungry. So you go through something fast. It's like, oh, I know how to make this. It's done in 15, 20 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Right. You don't think of anything. It's just second nature. But then there's other things where you're like, I've never tried this. Let me take my time. Let me read the instructions. Let me figure out what's going on. Right. How, How do I do this? Step one, step two, step three. But then sometimes you do get frustrated in the process or you taste it and you're like, hmm. Why did, where did I go wrong? Like I did everything I needed to do, but it still doesn't taste like how I tasted it at such and such place, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's kind of like, what kind of day did you have? What were your emotions? What were you feeling? And then people don't realize like I was already pissed off because of something else. And then I started cooking mm-hmm. and then you can tell like your anger went into your food. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can so taste it. I think especially with baking like a, too. Yeah. Like baking is so sensitive. You're talking about like an inner, like is it more of an energy transfer? Are you talking about like the taste, like the, cause you're, you're like, and instead of just doing a dash, you're well, like, I, it's, I don't is know. It the same I, thing? I don't know. I don't know if it's <laughs> like that. I would say more like the taste because like if you're emotional, like yeah. have you ever, have you ever cried or been sad and ate something and just doesn't taste as good as you usually when you usually eat it is it saltier from the tears something <laughs> right it just doesn't taste right you're like this is not slapping the way it needs to I mean, right ingredients change recipes are altered Ooh. try baking up in in when i lived in breckenridge mm-hmm. water boils faster mm-hmm. or at a lower temperature mm-hmm. baking's different yeah, yeah. altitude things does that make a difference. you're like you were sure of and then you're like oh crap now i have to adjust like i don't know how to make eggs in Colorado. oh apparently i don't know how to make rice anymore and that's yeah. something i learned coming out of the womb you know like you're like shit forget this yeah but also i've i've messed up a lot of food and that's mm-hmm. where you're like ooh. I didn't, this flavor profile is different. Mm. Oh, I like that. Or, you know, I I feel like take it seriously, love love it. And, you know, it's your baby, but also like you, you can do better. You can, you can try again. Or the fact yeah. that you're, you are opening doors to like different ideas because right. you did mess up and you're like, well, I'm going to try this next time. Cause right. I, yeah. That, that makes sense. You know, take it easy on yourself when especially you're like i had a lot of really talented students but the ones that like overthunk and over like analyze and would get super frustrated i was like that's why your duck tastes like yeah you know i was like because look at you mm-hmm. <laughs> look at you and it's like oh my god you're right and i'm like yeah so just kind of lighten up a little bit i would say um watch a youtube i made the best jiggly japanese cheesecake watching a youtube Really? And it was amazing. And I commented and I was like, it tasted just like it looked on your YouTube. And he's like, oh, amazing. So mm. I, I get a lot of pleasure from I like that. doing that as well. Watching awesome. others. And I didn't defer from that. So would that be something that you'd be interested in, in the future? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like doing your own YouTube and mm-hmm. teaching people how to cook? I'm kind of gearing myself towards that. What's kind of? We don't do kind of on okay, the show. Okay, I'm gearing myself towards that. Oh, okay. Just call and us so we can taste it. Great. <laughs> That. <laughs> we can be the audience behind the camera. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus. we'll be the taste testers. I mean, slid right in. She didn't even give a second. Well, the Food Channel has that. You don't think the people that eat behind, they don't eat, the people behind the camera, they eat? Uh, She's volunteering eat. a service. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be a critic like how they do on Chop. Bring I'll be a like, little well. camera. I'll bring a li- you get to eat what I make. Well, okay. at least you're tasting food from a chef and not like that, like that nailed it show oh, where it's like the people don't know how to cook oh, and then they I've go make that. stuff and they have to taste it and it's like, they don't even know how to cut the, the, the like, Can't the little things. Can you crack an egg open? The, I'm like, what? 
it's so crazy. bad. I've never even heard of this. The show. knife protector's still on. They're trying to cut. Oh man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, here's one show that I really do like, and um, I'm I don't know. I'm somewhat reluctant to bring this up because I don't know. It's just kind of like your alter ego, right? Okay. All right. So your name isn't really Becca Woods, but it's cool that we go by that because yeah. I like the branding that you did because of what the, what the significance of it. Please okay. explain. Okay. Wow. Um, so <laughs> Becca Woods is a play on backwoods, like the cigars that one or some um, Houstonians. Houstonians or whomever like to smoke their marijuana out of. Mm. I did like Bong Appetit, if that's what you're referencing. Yes, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and, you know, when I moved to Colorado, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go be, I'm going to infuse everything and become this famous, like, cannabis chef. Didn't happen. The ma- market was saturated. Mm-hmm. However. Well, in Colorado. Of course. Sure. But I got a lot of ideas from it and... You know, also that kind of goes with health benefits. My mom has really bad arthritis Mm. and she kind of like loosened up on me with cannabis because I made this oil one time and put it on her knees and in like 20 minutes she was like, I don't have any pain. (gasps) So that kind of... Wait, 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 wait. You made an oil? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, you're a chef. That kind of makes sense. She'll probably make all kinds of shit. I tested it and tested it and tested it. Just, you know, smoking's not great for you. Love you backwards, but, you know, hurts the lungs. So that's where the name kind of came from. It was just like... Yeah. So Becca Woods. Yeah. Uh, My best friend's always like, when are you legally changing your name? (laughs) In all honesty, if you wouldn't have told me the story when I first heard your name, I thought of like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that just came to my mind first. I was like, that's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I hear the story, it's even makes it cooler. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and you know, it's not just to like, oh, let's get baked out of our minds, but there's a lot of health benefits and infusing Mm -hmm. in general, you know, like flavor, like we're saying, like I can infuse a certain flavor into those apples with tea. Yeah, Damaris as, is going to skip on that one. As opposed to, you know. Oh, he's talking about the tea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the cannabis infused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's my. Gonna she's been down that. that road. Watch the other videos. Y'all will see what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's oh, going to skip on that She'll one. She'll be all right. But, yeah. So that's kind of where it came from. And, you know, especially when I was doing the pop-up with the house music, it was kind of like a scene, a vibe, and, yeah. you know. So, so with infusing food were you more on the fat side or the um um food grade alcohol side the fat side okay Mm -hmm. and um were you talking butter or like coconut coconut oil oil. okay refined because god awful unrefined coconut oil is taste terrible it's first world problems it it makes everything taste like coconut but it was also just like well let me find a product oil that is vegan you said and healthier. Refined. R- refined. Refined. You, you're okay. taking the taste out. Taste out. Okay, gotcha. Um, so let me find that a product that you know everyone can enjoy, and I'm not going to tell them it's vegan or it's gluten free. Mm-hmm. Let's just let them eat it. And oh, by the way, uh, you can eat this. You can eat this. You can eat this. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's almost like a way to not deal with hassle. Almost like let me just make it this way. And then you can add on whatever other crap you want to put into it. Hmm. So is there anything, I guess, 
since being in this industry for so long that you haven't tried yet that you want to try? Whether it's going somewhere to actually learn that cuisine, whether it's um, working with somebody particular. Uh, I think I am no pit master. I do enjoy smoking foods a mm-hmm. lot. I can. Sorry, <laughs> not that way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think there's something really beautiful about cooking on an open flame. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a chef because I'm a pyro or something. Like, <laughs> who knows? I just, fire is really beautiful. There is a chef called uh, Francis Malman. He's Argentine and he just sets up these elaborate rigs with food and vegetables and like un like burying things and cooking and open fire and it's okay if some of it gets burnt or charred whereas opposed to like the french cooking like hey, off with your head perfection so, yeah sorry, right. Frenchies, we're not really attacking mm. i was just yeah. y'all are very particular about your food. like a quarter french so it's they're fine proud of that though i don't yeah. think no, it's an attack oh they totally yeah. are yeah that's their little badge of honor. So um, um, I just think that's just something that I would really love to do. And then I would go pay my ta- my dues in Japan and learn how to be a proper sushi master. That to me, that's also like beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like a immerse yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's so going to happen. Would Sounds you ever good. turn your, your business into like a full time traveling gig? That's that's the ambition, definitely. It is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I can pick up whenever I want to. That right. w- That's the. And you can shoot from anywhere as well if you had your mm-hmm. own channel. It's ultimate goal. I could just see you like open the door and then like, the Swiss Alps are there. Like, okay, today, children, we're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, I mean, there's you know also with this like I have a lot of friends that are in the music DJ industry and mm-hmm. we do live streams. And I started learning how to film that. And then I was like, well, there's a lot of YouTube streams out there where it's just like some chick cooking and her boyfriend DJing. Nothing spectacular, but it's it's where they are. Like, mm. oh, we're in Chile and we're doing this and I'm just making mashed, cool. you know, potatoes and, like... <laughs> uh, you know, something simple. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that whole experience. Like you're saying, you're, let's sit down, let's share a meal and make it an event, an experience as opposed to like, I just got to eat for fuel or I got to eat because I haven't eaten today. Mm-hmm. And mm. you just shove, a, you know, whatever granola into your, bar, or whatever. right? Or French fries, or you Burgers. know, we've all yeah, we've all been victims of that. But I would like to get away from that for sure. Okay, I like that. Um, one thing that I would also like to ask you is um, through the years of me cooking myself, right, I, and actually for myself prior to. Obviously, growing up in the bigger family, my, we just never made a small meal. It was uh-huh. like, hey, we're making spaghetti and meatballs. You're going to eat on this bitch for four, year, four days. <laughs> four you know, years? No, I, I felt like four years. <laughs> like four days. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> right. So then when you, you know, obviously, well, for me, I, I got older. Grandmother wanted me to start getting responsible cooking for myself. Also, she got tired of cooking for me because I was eating her out of house and home. Uh-huh. So I cooked for myself. And then when I went off on my own, I cook as if I'm cooking for a small army. Mm-hmm. How do you best cook? Because I've heard um, uh, weighted weighted measurements mm-hmm. versus measurements. 
I prefer using a scale for everything. It's okay. easier. So that is I more also, of a chef, the chef way of going. Yes, yeah. and then living okay. also in Europe. Of course, Americans have to be difficult. So put it on a scale. It's grams, milligrams, kilograms, as opposed to a cup and a half and an mm-hmm. ounce and a teaspoon and a you know a pint and a mm-hmm. quart. Like just put it on the scale. Um, or everything's like a ten by times ten system over there. Super easy. But what do you also, mean times ten? Well, like the you know, metric system mm-hmm. is everything is by 10 increment, you know, like, like a milligram, a kilogram, decagram, a gram. Cream, <laughs> you should know this. So, I don't know um, anything about that. I can't even blame it on the education now, but you're... anyway, um, <laughs> it's just easier. And then I, it's almost like cooking's a math problem. So yeah. if you made spaghetti for yourself and you're like, okay, that lasted me like six days, like, okay, divided. Sixth of it. No, just divide it in half. And if that's still too much, you know, I don't know. Just it down, keep I guess it down. comes very naturally to me. So I'm like, 13 oh, years in the game. That's a silly yeah. question. Or she like, doesn't have to think about it. She can do it in her sleep. Like, boom, 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 boom. I just, I don't know. I guess I see it. But I also right. cooked as a kid. I didn't mm-hmm. like the way my parents flavored the food. So I'm like eight years old making dinner. And they're like, damn, my kid made dinner. I don't have to do this. Because they were both at work all the time. So. It just, it just Matilda, kind of. I can see Matilda. Oh, so yeah, definitely Matilda vibes. I don't know who Matilda. Is. So when you're when you're flavoring, you're, you're, were they bland? They were bland. No, or? my dad was a huge like. Ooh, I got the Montreal steak seasoning, uh, the big jug thing from Sam's Club. So let me just put that on, on everything. everything. And you're just like, Ugh. that's a man right there. Then everything yeah. tastes the same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's definitely man cooking right <laughs> Or just like over seasoned. Not even so much salty. Just it was just like, what is this? Like what am I eating right now? So granules of things. Yeah. In your mouth. Like minced chopped onions. Cool. Love that. Picking it out of my teeth. Like <laughs> so. Um, well yeah, i you know, I've learned a lot today. Uh that was like probably the most expansive like cooking lesson or uh journey that I've heard in a while um, outside of myself and I'm no chef. So we really appreciate you, you. Uh, you know, putting that. So the, the, the other thing I would like to ask is, um, is there any kind of way that people could get in touch with you for your services or just to kind of follow your life? Sure. You, um, it's <laughs> underscore Becca Woods underscore on IG. How do you spell um, that? B-E-C-C-A-W-O-O-D-S. So. Do you do like one-offs? Like if someone wants like a like dinner. A pop-up or mm-hmm. whatever? Oh, that's also awesome. a nice preferred way. I love a like good four course meal, plated. Like a special date kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's actually how I got into the game. I raffled I love off that my idea. services. By Hold on. Doing what are you that. doing? Are you doing? She's already planning. You're doing half the dance. We're planning. You're doing that? <laughs> no, not that. Okay. I don't know what that is. No, I'm just thinking like a special date night, like on a special occasion, yeah. maybe like a birthday special or, you know, whatever, sure. where, I mean, we have someone like so Kenton's good at cooking like we both cook my boyfriend and I and like for Valentine's Day last year and, and this year he made them he cooked for me which was awesome but I think it's nice to also have that just special occasion where you're not going to a restaurant and dealing with all the stuff that comes with that but you can still be home oh and have someone have cook for you and have a date at home okay, it just hit me it just hit me because so for well I didn't have Valentine's this year which is fine but Aww. what <laughs> That's what you needed well, there. No, 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 no. No, I was, I was saying that to say this because obviously we, we, we shot on Valentine's, right? We did. 
most people were the thing the overarching like thought was the restaurants are way too busy like it's, you can't yeah, even on go valentine's out day they, they yes put the tables right. all together and you're like sitting like literally this close next to yeah. the couple next and the, to you and the, and, the, and the waiter's rubbing up his crotch and butt on you and the guy next to him just trying to get through well, hopefully not, not but okay yeah. but either way you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. just very inconvenient thanks for the visual mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very inconvenient and cramped in there so yeah. do you get um I guess solicitations for coming in and doing like a private like one-on-one and yes. can you do multiple in a day or is it just I kind of a one and to, done? It, it's one of those things where maybe I'm a you know prima donna I don't want to I want that event to get all of my attention so yes I could cram three in one day I probably don't want to um, okay. I could see that. What's the most you would do in a day to keep like brand on brand? Just one. Just one, one. For sure. So, like, when I have my main client, I'm not doing anything else that day. I'm just coming to their house, and I'm doing my thing, and that's it. Okay. Um, if I'm doing a special event, I'm probably not working that day for the other client. Mm. Or I would have I would have switched some things around. I do love a good birthday party. Um, shout out to Champ Burger. They were my first private clients, and so every that's once it, that's in my hood. Yeah, yeah. Tanito. Every once in a while, yeah. I cook for them in their house, and yeah. they're the oh, they're, oh. They're, you mean like the people, the people? Yes, yes, oh, the shit. Saladinos. <laughs> yes, um, and they're the perfect client because they're pouring me a glass of wine, and I know I'm not going to sit down with them and their friends, but it's such a like family yeah. experience and i'm I guess i've always I'm, liked those people i didn't yeah. know that they were that cool they are that cool that's awesome i know we love you guys yes so do. how does that work now i'm, I'm intrigued mm. so if <laughs> someone wants to do like a special dinner like mm-hmm. they reach out hey i want to do a dinner um it's my spouse and i on x date sure. are you available you're available like okay what happens cool. so you you know there's there's two ways of me charging you. Won't go so much go into that right now. But I ask a couple questions. You want me to work my magic? How many courses? Whatever. And mm-hmm. so then I come up with a couple menus, or they want this for their star, this for that, whatever. Cool. Um, and then we go from there. And then I give them the number, and they say yes or no. Okay. And that's kind of how it goes. And I usually have a helper, someone to clean up, because I'm not just cooking. I'm presenting the courses Mm -hmm. and I clean up afterwards. So like you don't have, you know, a hot mess in your kitchen afterwards. So nice. And and when you present your product, are you kind of like, I guess kind of like the greatest showman? I I always think of that movie when I see people Uh, like, are you just like, okay, so today we have a blah, 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 dressed in blah, 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 blah. blah, I read the the client because like this last client that I cooked for, (laughs) zero feedback. And it was weird. I left feeling like, like what I've never not had anyone rave about my food I mean even hey this was absolute swill would have been better than the like like it was like they were used to having hired help and I wasn't even there and it was just like so was it good you know I didn't even ask no feedback no feedback Mm -hmm. um so it just depends on the client and you Mm -hmm. read the client because some of them are a little bit more proper some of them aren't going to pour you a glass of wine and then some of them are like, what are we eating? Or, you know, or some of them are like, ah, oh, it's grace. And like, and then you have to come out and quiet. It just really depends on the client. I'll do whatever yeah. that they need me to do. 
Now, with the feedback, is I would assume that'd be very important for you. Like, do you not stress that or force that fact? Or again, is it just more of a read thing? It's a read thing. Yeah. I, I just, not to sound cocky, I usually just get great feedback. So I that this was the first time that they said, said mic drop. I felt that. And also, you know, I put their dinner in like a hot box and then they ate 45 minutes later. So that alone made me upset because yeah, I was like, like changed the flavor. Yeah, everything was, nice was I was like, this wasn't. You know, your mom's like, eat your full up before it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it, was, it was, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're hungry now, but you weren't hungry 10 minutes ago when it was ready. Cool. You know, well, that that's actually, kind of that's the, an interesting question. I was thinking about right that there. too. <laughs> for sure because I was thinking about that because I'm like how about if you're doing something like someone wants to do something special but they so they want the food ready so like yeah either bring the food and drop it off um, or like have it ready so that when whoever arrives then it's just ready to eat kind of thing so do you do like I guess I you said a hot too. box is like a oh they have like a warmer or oh, some people okay. have hot boxes like it's like a big thing and you keep it hot in there or um, is it is like that the warming lights were... kind of thing oh. kind of it's okay. the same or you Concept. know you tur- turn your oven on to the what is it the 170 yeah. yeah that's a hot for me that's a hot box ah okay you know or but Still. but you can also plan oh, like if you like if you these. know they're gonna reheat. Then I'm going to cook the food a little bit under, like right. I do meal preps for That's what I do when one I client, prep. and mm-hmm. I always cook her her proteins a little bit under. Yep. I never even bother to ask her what temperature she like because I vacuum pack it, and then I know for her, she's just going to throw that in the microwave, which yep. kills my soul a little bit, but we're not going into that. She's already paid for it, but I know that that is going to get to the temperature she yep. wants to eventually That's by putting it in the microwave. Because I microwave usually my meal prep when I do. So if you undercook it a little bit, when you microwave it, it's perfect. You're just patting yourself on the back of it. I'm, I'm like, okay, everything. I'm, chef this is validation for me. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I do. On when we leave. She's so excited. <laughs> I'm an oven. I love, because right? I like cooking. And so I'm like, I always look for tips and stuff and like try to learn I'm on my own. I'm so. girl. I'll mm. probably take everything out on that plastic meal prep container and put it on a little tray and put it in the oven yeah. or an air fryer. I don't really like the microwave. Plastic I in the oven, huh? Out of the plastic. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was just wondering. <laughs> no. I, I, no. Look at these tiny ears. It's, you got to speak No plastic up. in the oven. Okay, good. Just making sure. Yeah. I was like, maybe this is a special type of plastic. Because I know that there's two different Pyrexes. The capital P is the shitty one, and the small P, the lowercase P, is the actual Pyrex. What? So on the on the Pyrex dishes, you know, you know, you you know, do you know? You should know. The Pyrex, like the dish. The yeah, I'd like Tupperware. Glass, yeah. the glass one. Yeah. Right. On the bottom, if it's a capital P, it's not made from like the actual OG stuff where like you can throw it off a cliff and it'll not shatter. But if you get the one with its little P, it's what is like the bootleg version? <laughs> I don't, I don't like, work for Pyrex. Sold out of Harwin. Where do you find this? Well, no, this is this is sorry. I was like, say this. This is a Pyrexa or something like that. This, this, like, is the, this is the AI's area of expertise. Uh, I saw this on TikTok, so that's no, how it I found out. Must be true. Just saying, this is your fault. I don't know. I don't TikTok. Okay. Just don't judge me. Me either. I don't, I don't. Someone sent me a link, and I was like, oh, okay. what is this? And I was like, ah, oh, cool. 
<laughs> it's like, where are you getting your Pyrex from? <laughs> Oof. Pyrex dealers. Dollar General? <laughs> I said I'll... Or Bed Bath & Beyond? Harwin. <laughs> uh, we got... We have questions. I have questions. Harwin? <laughs> I don't know. That's where there's a lot of bootleg everything. Oh, oh. I was like, bro, like you slinging, you slinging pies out in <laughs> Okay. I mean, I probably make a lot of money yeah, out there, actually. Probably. That's a great... Thank you. That's a great idea. I'm going to post up. <laughs> Like old school, you know, you used to sell the mixtapes out of your trunk. It'd just be pies. But hey, oh, wow. what you need? Right? Five dollars. Back to your taco baby. days. Oh. <laughs> Once a taquera, always a taquera. Sorry. Yeah. I went to taco day. I'm back. Okay. So, yeah, thank you so, so much. But, yeah, uh, Becca Woods, uh, is there an email or something or a website that people can uh, book it's with you for these special occasions? Just on or IG like at that? the moment. Um, uh-huh. Uh, the website's under con- uh, construction. Yeah. yeah. And so is your YouTube, right? Yes. For your, your nice. streaming Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. I heard, okay, so. TBD. I'd like to give a little bit of a, a, a tip here. So, okay. and I kind of actually got this from you, you Bianca. Um, I don't know. The hot platforms right now are usually TikTok, but mm-hmm. like if you're doing like uh, streaming, I think it's, is it Twitch or Switch or it's something like that? Twitch. Twitch or mm-hmm. Switch? Twitch. 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 So With Twitch. So I'm assuming you would go probably there because it's up and coming. Mm-hmm. So you can get recognized and you can always transfer that information over to what? YouTube. What? Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, cause that, we don't, we don't stream. We I'm just... surprised you didn't say OnlyFans. <laughs> That's one too. Ay, ay, ay. That's another streaming platform. Only That's like, we're not going there. there. <laughs> I mean, Technically, no, but technically they do have things on there that are not. Yeah, like um, uh, Cardi B. She, her, she's she's fully naked. She's not fully naked, so she's fully clothed. How do you know that? Wow. She's fully clothed. But and, apparently there are people on there that actually like watch cook life. or show yeah. how to do things yeah, so or whatever. Their, okay. But the no, majority no. is still. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the connotation itself. Like, yeah, right? Mm. You know. I had a brain like, Come watch me cook on OnlyFans. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what people are thinking. they like, why she got her chef coat on? <laughs> why I'm she? Yes. I'm, I'm going to whisper this to you. We're going to share in a second. Tell me if, it, if this makes sense. That's a loud whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, the ASM, we're not doing the ASMR thing. We're going to whisper while Stop! You <laughs> <laughs> if I had nails, I would... I, I can't tap it. Like, so, but you won't be able to hear it. <laughs> so I was just saying, because y'all been making fun of me about the whole the dad joke thing, but I was saying, like, come over with a cooking channel or, cha- or platform called OnlyPans. Actually, I had one called, like, Dinner Monologues instead of... Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. He hasn't heard of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. that that's was, a thing. Yeah, I had a Tumblr a that was called Dinner Monologues, and then Tumblr did a thing, and I have to contact them and get it all back up because I technically have a blog too mm. that's lost in the ether. Yeah, in the cloud, wherever Tumblr went. Well, you know, they got all strict about their, like, erotica or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. So, and then they reformatted. And... No idea what you're all talking about. That's okay. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I'm so, Dinner Monologues, usually... Rebecca Woods. Well, yeah. we're getting there. 
I like awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank so you. Excited. Thank you well, for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Time. I love the validation and like hearing some yes. of the tips. Now, like now, now I know moment how to try we, we ended, mashed potatoes. Go our knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just reminded me. I was like, damn, I do have to sharpen my knives. <laughs> go through that. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And, uh, and where can they find you at your next pop up? TBD also. Follow her on there Instagram, underscore it. Becca Woods, <laughs> underscore, and you will know what's coming next. It's um, underscore Becca Woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underscore. Yeah. Underscore. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought it was I pay attention. Around. My bad. My bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, like, subscribe, follow, and we will be back next time with more content. Peace out. Thing. Sounds like there's some drama. <laughs> there's definitely not. Called. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> It begins. Life. I see like everyone plays a part, right? Yeah. So, of course. Thing Thing called called life. life.